2: You're tuned into the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I am Joe DeLeon. I'm going to be joined by Ryan Roberts on today's episode. As we've been doing during the 2021 previews for this year's draft class, we've been previewing every single position group and then on Thursdays releasing interviews with players at those specific positions position groups. If you listen to Tuesday's episode, if not go listen, but if you tuned in already, we talked about the wide receivers. Now for today's episode, you're going to get to hear from Charleston wide receiver, Michael Strachan. Before we get to that interview, I have to Read a word from our sponsor to fill you in on Simply Safe. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated you never use it. That's exactly the type of system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. Simply Safe has designed was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24/7. Order online, open the box, Place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple. Head to simplysafe.com/team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com/team. It feels good to fear less.
1: Welcome, everyone, to this Believe in NFL Draft Prospects Spotlight interview. I am Ryan Roberts, Rising Draft on Twitter. I have the fortune of being with an extremely talented wide receiver out of Charleston, Mike Strawn, who is, is is an interesting background, but just on, on top of the, the bio for him, last two years he's been over 1,000 yards. This past year, over 1,319 touchdowns, 6'5, 225 pounds. Also doubles is a great sprinter for the program as well. So, Mike, inviting you onto the show, man. Again, really appreciate you taking some time here. I really look forward to just digging into the story a little bit.
0: Yes, sir, definitely.
1: So, I, I can't help but notice when I first look at your bio, because I, I saw a bunch of clips on you. I saw a couple games. I'm super impressed just by everything I was seeing you as a football player. And then I look on your bio, and it says – Bahamas hometown originally. So talk to me, Mike. Originally from the Bahamas. When did you? When did your family kind of get over here to the U.S.? Were you born in the U.S.? What's kind of the backstory on where you're originally from?
0: Okay, well, I was born and raised in Freeport, Grand Bahama. You know, in the Bahamas, and I moved over here for my last three years of high school so I can get that you know exposure going into my college career. And I moved over when I was uh, 16 years old. So you know, I was able to have experience, you know, playing organized football, through in the high school system, and so that's where it all started for me.
1: Awesome, man! And I know, obviously, Liberty Christian Academy was the high school where you were able to gain that experience. Why ultimately, when you made that college decision, why was Charleston the best fit for you? And maybe what were some other schools that you may have had high interest in as well?
0: You know, I mean, with, with Charleston, you know, I, I took a visit. I fell in love with it. I, I liked the coaches. And, you know, when I was coming out, they had a lot of players, you know, getting ready to go to the next level. And um, also, you know, um, Charleston was one of the schools that allowed me to play football and also run track because, you know, I also run track too. So, and, So that was always big for me, you know, finding a school that let me do both. And Charleston was one of those. And, you know, I, I got recruited from, you know, different schools coming out of high school. Um, another one being um, East, Eastern Kentucky University, you know, Delaware, um, East Carolina, schools like that. So, I mean, it was a pretty cool process coming out of high school.
1: Yeah, so talk to me about track because the good thing about this, Mike, this interview is I actually have background as a football and a track coach. So I'm looking at your track numbers. 47-some change in the 4, 21 in the 2. Uh obviously really impressive, especially, and you had that long stride, so it doesn't really surprise me that you're such an excellent sprinter, especially in the 400. Talk to me a little bit about when the love for track maybe began as well, and was it always for you that you wanted to do both at the next level? Was that like a deal that needed to happen for you?
0: Right. Well, you know – growing up football was always number one and track was always number two. And I always had, you know, that mindset behind my head that if I could be fast on the field, that would only help me. So I always wanted to keep up with track. And, you know, I had some pretty good accomplishments during my high school and college career with the track. So I I always just, you know, kept it going, kept it kept my speed, you know, up to up the par. And it was just it was always, you know, a great opportunity for me to keep my speed. Um, you know, up there for me to participate in football too because that would only make me better.
1: Oh, absolutely, especially at the wide receiver position, which is so predicated on speed, releases, all that type of stuff. It's very important. I would 100% agree. And, and the thing that I'm looking at your just bio is, is you don't talk to many guys usually that are an all-conference player in two different sports. And usually, usually when I talk to someone, I joke like, man, it is difficult being a – college athlete in one sport but for you how has it been being able to be a a two sport athlete on the college level on top of obviously still being a student athlete
0: i'm not gonna lie you know it's really tough you know if that's something you plan to do is that you have to be real dedicated you know you have to set a time your time you have to set a time for for each one basically so you gotta know what's coming up you gotta have your planner ready It's just, you know, there's always a lot going on. You have a lot of responsibilities that you have to take care of. So, it's you know, it's tough, but it's it's always, you know, something you can do. So, it was always motivating for me.
1: Absolutely. You definitely have to be a a dedicated person. And I know your redshirt sophomore year, you set the the Charleston single season record in receiving, and then obviously you shattered it this year over 1,319 touchdowns. A lot of success, Mike. But I want to ask about this past year specifically, man, because we're looking at over 1,300 yards again in 11 games, 19 touchdowns. Like those are just absolutely insane numbers. What was this past season for you? To be able to kind of, um, I, I want uh, to be able to rise to being, I would say, you know, pretty clearly in my opinion, anyway, the probably the best receiver on your level.
0: Right. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a blessing, you know, and I I thank God every day for the position he's put me in and all these opportunities that he's been giving me because without him, I wouldn't be here. So, you know, it was always giving God thanks for, for what he has brought, how far he's brought me. And, you know, with my coaches, I always, you know, I'm thankful for my coaches because they – you know, they push us to be the greatest that we can be, and they bring it out in us. So I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful for the people I'm surrounded by, my coaches, my teammates, you know, my family. So that's what helped got me this far.
1: And I want to ask about, you know, you being a guy that came to the States when you were 16 to play the last couple of years of your high school career. When did the love for football really begin? I know you said it was always number one. And on top of that, were there any players maybe growing up or even now that you like to maybe model your game after and really try to even further, you know, elevate your game to being the best receiver you could possibly be?
0: Well, growing up, you know, my dad, he also played football. So I was always into football. He played football at Baton Cookman um, in Daytona Beach, Florida. So, you know, it was always natural for me. He, he, he would always train me growing up. And, you know, he was friends with Michael Irvin. So I looked up to to my dad and also Michael Irvin growing up. And, you know, he was always one of my idols. And so I would watch him and I got to meet him, actually. So, you know, that's that was probably the reason why I also really grew grow the love for football.
1: Oh, that, that, that's a good person to learn from, man. I mean, you're even bigger than Michael, but that dude was a super physical wide receiver. That is a great one to learn from. And obviously, when you pop on the tape from you over the last couple years at Charleston, the things that really pop off is catch point, being able to win up the ladder. You have a lot more speed than people would assume maybe from a 6'5 wide receiver. If I had to ask you what were a maybe your two or three biggest strengths as a football player, what would you kind of sum up as, as your kind of biggest strengths?
0: Definitely the ability to make plays, you know, attack the ball, and, you know, speed. I feel like those two is my biggest strengths.
1: Mm-hmm. And kind of on top of that, are there things um, this offseason maybe specifically that you are really focusing on, kind of the next step in your evolution to being an even better receiver?
0: Um, Definitely. You know, I'm focusing more on, you know, just – you know, perfecting my craft, you know, going up there, doing what I have to do, you know. Uh, one thing I've been working on, you know, is flexibility, you know, just, you know, getting better with all of the, the basics. So that's one thing. I've, that's the things I've been working on.
1: And I know it's been obviously a tough offseason. I'm right in New Jersey, and it's, um, it's difficult to say the least with the pandemic situation and, you know, not being able to be around your team. Have you got – is there a course of action yet for Charleston getting back together as a team? How have you been able to navigate this offseason kind of in the best of your ability?
0: Well, actually, I have just got an email, you know, saying we'll, we'll be reporting for, for August 17th. That's the first day of practice. So, you know, we've been getting ready for that. I had a few teammates I've been able to work out with during this off season, so that was pretty cool. And we're still working on more that I can get to work out with. And stuff like that, but you know, us as teammates, we've been, you know, trying to keep trying to keep it going. You know, we're not sitting down and relaxing. We we still working out, getting better every day. So that's the main goal for us right now: just getting better, getting ready for the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know, obviously, this is a big one for you, being senior year now, the last kind of go around. I know you guys had the. Eight and three season this past year, you had the dynamite breakout. Well, I don't want to say breakout because you had a great sophomore year too, but the really elevating of a, of a great junior year. So for you, Mike, what are what are the what are the goals that you have set? Whether that's individually, team wise, what do you really want to accomplish this past this next year in twenty twenty?
0: Um, you know, I, my main goal, like I've been always saying, was to, you know, be a conference champ. So that's one thing I always wanted to win at the University of Charleston. I always wanted to bring them a conference championship, and I feel we'll definitely do that. That's the main goal for me. That's, that's, that's the, wonderful. That's goal and goal I would like to win.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that that's obviously the main goal, and it should be for everyone, Um, that's really refreshing to hear too. It should be all about the team. And kind of late late, late, um, finishing this interview with the last one here, Mike, obviously I think that the NFL professional football is firmly in your future. You know, you, you don't see too many guys with your size combination with speed. So last question for you here is, what would that ability be after the season to have that opportunity? What type of blessing would it be ultimately for you to play professional football?
0: I mean, it will be a dream come true, you know, going through all of these obstacles and, I mean, seeing all of, you know, being faced with all this adversity. It will definitely be a dream come true because, you know, growing up, I've always wanted to, you know, play on the next level and, you be able to influence – I mean, be able to use my ability and my influence to help other people prosper, you know. So that's always been a goal for me, and I feel like it will be a blessing.
1: Awesome. Well, that's going to end this interview here with two-time All-MEC Selection first-teamer, All-America wide receiver Mike Strom out of Charleston. Uh, Mike, I really appreciate you taking some time today, man. It it, it was honestly a pleasure being able to get into your background a little bit, and I'm wishing you guys the best of luck this season. Of course, I appreciate
0: it, and we'll definitely stay in touch.
2: That's it for today's episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please go subscribe wherever you may be listening to us and give us a rating on if you enjoy the show or not. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Art19. You name it, we are available on all listening platforms. Also, you can find us on Believe.com, spelled B-L-E-A-V.com. Be sure to also follow Believe on social media at Believe Podcasts. That's B L A V Podcasts. Next week, we are going to continue with our Offensive 2021 previews and interviews. Tuesday will be the Offensive Line.